0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series, where we are talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their epic business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today is Chris Carter. He is the C- well, founder and CEO of a company called AppRoyo. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Cool, buddy. Well, you know what's coming. So hit us up with the elevator pitch. Uh, what exactly are you guys up to over there?
1: Yeah, Approyo is working in the SAP and cloud ecosystem. We provide licenses in the beginning, implement and support and migrate a organization, and then take care of them on the long term, three, five, seven, to the rest of their life and their SAP journey.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, are you working with enterprise clients or mid-market? Where's the sweet spot for you?
1: Yeah, our, our sweet spot tends to be the mid-market. We tend to be a billion and a half down and below. And then we do have some enterprise clients in the enterprise that they call them. But yes, uh, most of them is in the mid-market.
0: Beautiful stuff. And how long have you been running the company for?
1: So I started this company in 2011. It's my third different SAP company I founded.
0: Wow, epic. <laughs> okay, sounds like there's an exit somewhere. It's a failure. where we get into a <laughs> failure
1: uh, there.
0: All right, well then let's get into that one then. Uh, Chris, what's your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today?
1: So uh, actually, one of the SAP companies I started called CCI, uh, we unfortunately, um, I had to close down the business uh, after uh, one of my clients came to me and said, "If unless you take a 60% price cut, uh, we're sending all of our work over to India, and we're going to let all of your staff go. And so what is a guy to do? Um, literally, almost all of my eggs were in one basket. Mm-hmm. and. We, uh, we ended up letting everybody go and closing the business to a certain degree and having to put it in a receivership. And what year was that, Chris? Oh, geez, that was 19... I take it back. That was 2005. 2005?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, I have a friend of mine, and uh, he started his own uh, liquor distribution business on the coast in South Africa. And he sent me a text uh, over the weekend, and he said, you know, this massive company they do, I mean, it's in South African rands, but there's, they're like, you know, 10 figures app. And he was like, yeah, you know, so if we can get this deal done, this distribution deal for their, for their liquor brands, you know, I'll, he'll be making literally tens of millions. Um, And he said, and my entire business would, they would just be my entire business. And I was like, huh, that's not a good thing. Like, it's a good thing if you, if it's really early, but like no one client should be worth more than 20% of your revenue. Right,
1: agree. Agree. And that was my major downfall.
0: Yeah. So when you think about that whole experience, Chris, um, what lesson do you take forward with you now into your business?
1: Well, you just made a great point. Don't have any one company be 20% 20 or more of your revenues. Uh, Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, Always be selling. Um, It's a great line from a movie baby, always be moving forward, always trying to get new. You know, I became kind of, I kind of became the babysitter of the one company that was so much of our company to make sure that they were happy. And at the end of the day, they didn't care. It was, we're doing this or you're doing this and we're going to be one way or another. And it really gave me some insight that they care about their bottom line as much as I care about my bottom line.
0: Mm, I know. So. Uh... What's the, I mean, obviously now you have hindsight, right? So I'm curious to understand from you, Chris. If you could get into the Matt Brown show Time Machine and, you know, do something differently, like what would you do differently?
1: Well, I would work on my hair a lot more back then, make sure that all evolved. Um, but then the first thing I would do is I would take on that customer, but I would continuously be selling. I would make it so that customer wasn't the 70 to 80% of my business. And it would continuously come down and I would have more clients doing more revenue, making sure that they were taken care of. And so they weren't, they weren't that company hanging over my head that just like that, they're gone two months later. Mm.
0: But it's, it's also the challenge, isn't it? Because you have to sell and deliver, especially if you're like, it's very early on in the days. So when you're delivering, you can't sell. And when you're selling, you can't deliver. So you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, aren't you?
1: Yes, and that's one of the the next point that I would have, I would have made sure that I had somebody that was either selling or being the project managing and delivering with, with my staff, one or the other. So I didn't have to try to do both. And that's one of the things that I've changed with this organization is I brought in some great people and wrapped them around me. So I've got great people delivering, i got great people selling and marketing. And doing the things that they do best, so it gives me the opportunity as the founder and CEO to do the things I do best. And I wish I would have learned that back in the early two thousands.
0: Yeah, but that's the ish- That's the that's that's the <laughs> that's the hard thing, right? It's that's the tough that's part the about engine. failure, right? Yeah, yeah, it's man. What so, we yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I've learned uh, for myself is to automate sales, but with a story and systems and technology. I'll talk to you about that when we meet next week. But um, but it's because you just don't have like time is our most precious asset, right? So we don't have all the time in the world, um, and so you need a way to automate re- opening up relationships, but without even I would say doing it at a fraction of the cost of um, you know paying an SDR firm because you're still going to drop like five ten grand a month on an SDR firm to fill up your pipeline, but there's no guarantee, right? And so, and then there's three months of learning and it's just a headache. It's like, fuck, now I'm just going to do this whole SDR story. Uh, Whereas you know what you're selling, you know who your customer is and you actually the best person to sell for you. So even if you outsource, oftentimes it's like, oh yeah, they're feeding me leads, but
1: what does that actually mean? What is a lead? Yes. you, You brought a great point, getting them trained. Nobody sells better than you of your product. And I tell that to partners all the time as well. You do a great job of selling a cloud or a third party tool. I don't know that tool and I'm never gonna learn it as well as you do. So when we partner, I fully expect your people to be engaged with me and us for to be able to go sell. If I'm gonna bring you to a customer, your people better know their stuff inside and out. Mm. Chris, what's your
0: advice to CEOs or entrepreneurs out there about the importance of failing or failure and becoming successful?
1: So failure is is always going to happen. It's it's failure is not an option. Is not a word in our ownership. Founder, CEO, but you are always going to f- fail. But you're going to learn from that failure. I learned a lot from that failure. I learn a lot from failures every day. Every day, every week, there's some type of a failure in my in my life. But I learn from it, and I'm going to do better against that issue or problem every day. So take those and learn from them. I've actually got a little notepad on my computer. Something's going wrong, or I see something from a a marketing or a sales perspective. I jot it down just so I can remember little things that had happened so I can do better next time.
0: Mm. Yeah, my mentor once said to me, he said, uh, if I haven't failed in any given day, I haven't had a good day.
1: Amen to that.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, Chris, what about books, tools, and uh, resources you recommend?
1: So, outside of the books that I wrote, which were the Mastering SAP books, um, you know, there are, you know, I, as, as unique as this may sound, I love the books by Grant Cardone. Um, sometimes he gets a, his marketing goes beyond my head and wrapping it around, but I love his passion. I love what he preaches and talks about with going after it and doing the things that you need to do to be successful. Don't rely on other people to do it. Be, be the, that successful guy. Um, you know, I've every year I reread um, the Rich Man, Poor Man books. Every year I reread um, some of those other standard uh, business and driver books that are out there. What Color Is Your Parachute? Things like that. Um, I've got some soft cover pages that I feel like I should probably get a new book because they're torn apart because I do go off and read them. Um, yeah. I re- listen to a lot of those business style books. And it's not even just for what their book says, it reinforces what I've been learning for 54 years. And all of a sudden it'll click something. Oh God, I haven't done that in years. Why am I not remembering what I've learned or listened to or read over the years and going back over those again? Mm. And what
0: about podcasts and things like that? Like what jumps for you in that space?
1: Well, outside of the Matt Brown show, of course, um, there are a lot of podcasts that are out there from a business standpoint. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. I just listened to him this morning. He lives Uh, in Jamaica. He does, um, Reed Hoffman. Well, always listen to Reed Hoffman on LinkedIn. Um, Joe Rogan. There's, um, uh, uh, Pina. I listen to his stuff. Um, he's the gentleman out of the UK. Um, uh, something on fire. Um,
0: uh, um, on, it's uh, Is it Entrepreneurs on Fire or
1: something? Yes. Yeah. Listen to that as well. Um, so I've got a bunch of them that come downloaded yeah. um, on my iPod. So I'll listen to them as I'm driving to the office.
0: Yeah. And then it's, it's the most underrated learning tool ever.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, very much you. so.
0: Well, Chris, congrats, dude, on all your success, man. Uh, I know you've got clients all over the world and that, uh, but I uh, appreciate you coming on the show, man, being vulnerable. And, you know, I've also lost businesses before. And, and, you know, I've, again, one of my mentors said to me, he said, you know, Matt, when a business dies, it's not you that dies. It's just the business. And it sucks, but you can actually just get up and start another one. And that's what you've done. And that's all credit to you, so...
1: I appreciate that. Thank you, Matt. Look forward to keeping this one going forward. And this Phoenix has risen.
0: Absolutely. Everybody else, we'll see you again soon. Cheers.